Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Marty Grogan from Optavio Logistics. Thanks for joining us, Marty. I appreciate the invite. Let me uh, tell everyone what's coming up tomorrow and, and next week because we had some last-minute schedule changes, as we'll probably have more. So tomorrow we're going to have Jude Herman from Furlong Building Enterprises. And next Thursday we're going to have a really special guy on, Clint Brown. He is the owner of the Florence Freedom Baseball Team. Into the stadium, a great place. Great place. He had me out there last week to take a look at it. Phenomenal uh, operation. I agree. Then we're going to have Chip Shriver from Shriver Security Systems, the Sonatrol dealer. Then we're going to have a mechanical contractor, Majid Samarad Gandhi, from, he's the CEO of Triton Services. Then we're going to have Jeff Betts of Landmark Insurance. And then on the 1st of August, we're going to have Bob Tate. Bob was a director of Procter & Gamble before he stepped out on his own at Axiom. He is the president of Axiom. And we we have a, a lot of other special guests. Mike Lamb's show, which was originally scheduled for July, is now going to be in August. Okay. And for those of you here in Cincinnati who are interested, our cold call camp is filling up fast. That's going to be July 24th, that's a full-day program for people who are expected to make cold calls. You don't have any people make call, making cold calls in your business, do you, Marty? No, just a couple. Just a few, okay. The rest of the time, the phones are ringing and you're, you're taking calls, right? Oh, I wish that was the case. You wish that was the case. Okay, let me tell everyone a little bit about, about you, Marty. That's fair? Fair enough. Marty's been in the supply chain industry for over the past 15 years in an account management, supply chain optimization, logistical services. Marty started his uh, sales career in 1993 by implementing warehouse management solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. In 2006, Marty became the national account manager for AHS, and in this role, he worked closely with retailers and manufacturers, helping them design and implement their distribution centers. Marty joined Optavia Logistics in early 2001 as a director of sales, uh, and at that time, Marty has transitioned Optavia from a regional transportation broker to a premier national provider of transportation management solutions. Marty has been instrumental in building and supporting Optavia's clients and strategic partnerships. Optavia is a third-party logistics company providing best-in-class solution for transportation management, warehousing, inventory control, project management with deep experience in the financial institution in financial institution projects. I got to ask you what that means. That is actually a uh, separate division from the transportation side. So um, there is a project management division that works with the banking industry. 
I don't have a lot of direct relay, uh, direct control on that side. They uh, install, repair, uh, and manage uh, ATM machines for the banking industry. Okay, so they run those through your warehouse too? We handle some of the transportation for them and yeah, on the warehousing as well. And some of those machines are big and heavy, aren't they? They are very big and heavy. They need a secure location to put them in too. Mm, yeah. Okay. In three short years that you've been with them, Optavia has grown 477%, uh, more than tripling staff size and establishing a nationwide footprint. In 2013, Optavia was a finalist for the Cincinnati Business, Business Couriers Fast 55. So how many employees does Optavia have right now, Marty? We would still be considered a small company. Uh, we have nine employees that focus primarily on the, the logistics and the transportation side. We do some shared services with a parent company for the accounting, human resources, IT infrastructure, but nine people focus on the transportation. Mm-hmm. That's good. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about how Optavia got started how, and, and the history of how you got, your company got to the position in the marketplace where you are today? Well, the company is seven years old. But I would say it really started about three years ago when there was a change in management. Prior to that, there wasn't a lot of focus on or direction of where and how they wanted to grow. Three years ago, new management was brought on, a gentleman by the name of Michael Calametto, John Sagerman. They kind of put a business plan together and a marketing plan to help grow this business. I came on a short time after that, helped implement the, uh, the process. And really, since the past three years, we've seen that explosive growth that you just talked about. Mm-hmm. And that's in a marketplace that's, generally speaking, been a down marketplace. Well, as long as products need to go from point A to point B, there's going to need to be transportation. So while the transportation has been down, there's still enough there. It's a very competitive marketplace, so you need to be able to differentiate yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys don't own any physical hardware in the business. We do not own any trucks. So we are a non-asset-based um, third-party logistics company. We have... Um, contracts and relationships with regional and national carriers all throughout North America. Okay. And what do you specialize in? LTL would be our primary focus. Less than truckload. Less than truckload, that's correct. And a then pallet here and there. Someone shipping a pallet, one or two pallets uh, from point A to point B. Then we also do truckload and flatbed. Uh, we do have a division that or a couple people that focus on the larger moves, those moves that you see going down the highway that require escorts and permits to get to places. People, I've seen these fan blades for wind turbines going down the highways. I haven't done any of those, but we have done some pretty big equipment that uh, that would have wide load on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why don't you tell our, our listeners a little bit about how you go to market? We made a decision a couple years ago to, to grow through independent transportation brokers. So we have agents that are commissioned agents anywhere from Buffalo, New York, all the way down to San Diego, California, and all in between. So we have um, strategically aligned ourselves with independent agents to help grow the business. Some are uh, niche markets. Some have niche markets that they're very successful in. Others uh, go after any type of freight, and they will not only work with Optavia, but they will work with other third-party logistics companies as well. Mm -hmm. Do you have any of your own warehouses? We do have a warehouse uh, here locally in Cincinnati, but we do have access to other warehousing uh, throughout the country. So if someone has a pallet that's got to move from Cincinnati to Chicago, do uh, you pick that pallet up at their facility? Yes. Okay. Or we assign the carrier to go pick that up at their facility because we don't own any trucks. Okay, and then that pallet 
would get tracked b- between the point of origin and the point of destination? That's correct. We have a transportation management software system that all of our com- uh, customers have access to. So at any time, they can log on to the system uh, from wherever they're at on any computer, mm-hmm. and they can track their shipments. So if I gave you a pallet load of uh, chainsaws mm-hmm. to move to Chicago uh, by next Thursday, you could track how far it got every day? The LTL tracking isn't necessarily as detailed as, say, parcel tracking is. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to get from our system is it's going to tell you that it's been picked up. It will assign a pro number, a mm-hmm. carrier pro number. It will tell you it's in transit, and then it will tell you when it delivered. But it won't tell you that what city it's in along the way. Mm-hmm. Will it tell you at the beginning, the day after you ship, what day it's scheduled to be delivered? Yes. It will give you an ETA. An ETA. Mm-hmm. And are there various uh, levels of service in less than truckload, or is it just random delivery schedule oh no there's uh you can have your your standard eta which is the estimated transit time mm-hmm. that is say for instance if they wanted to be picked up in cincinnati and shipped out to california carrier may tell you that it's five days mm-hmm. that's an estimated could take six might get there in four there are also guaranteed deliveries so you can guarantee something's going to get there in five days by five o'clock you can guarantee it there before noon or you can say you know what i need it there in three days and i know there are carriers have Drivers have limited amount of hours that they can go in a div- given day. Right. What right. they do in those cases is they atta- uh, attach team team drivers. So you'll have one driver go six hours, rest. Another driver goes six hours, rest. Okay. It allows it to get there quicker. Right. Right. So if I uh, were shipping a pallet load of material from Cincinnati to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. I wanted it there tomorrow morning. Could you handle uh, shipments like that? Yes. It would be, we'd have, you know, the cost would obviously increase because you're attaching a team to it. So you're going to have multiple drivers in the same cab uh, delivering that tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Will that generally be cheaper than breaking it, the pallet down and shipping it out UPS? Depends. There are times where, you know, you could ship parcel and it could be less expensive. But if you're shipping multiple pallets over 150 pounds total, it's going to be less expensive to do it LTL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, remind me to talk to you about one of our clients who ships less than truckload all the time. That would be great. Why do you think people buy from Optavia? Well, there's no question there's a lot of competition in our industry. and as I No think, kidding. Yeah. And uh, as I think I mentioned before, you really need to be able to differentiate yourself. I tell We talk in the office all the time about how people will start working with Optavia because we're able to save them some money. The reason they stay with Optavia is because of our customer service levels. We don't necessarily have a one-size-fits-all program. We are able to tailor our management program, transportation management program, to fit the corporate culture and the business of our customers. Uh, Not to say that every single customer has a specific tailored program, but we're able to tweak it to a point where it it meets their corporate culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, Marty has agreed to take questions from the audience, so... If you want to ask Marty a question, we'll be screening those questions during the commercial breaks. The telephone number to call in is, as always, 646-595-4916. Marty, let me continue on the same line, ask you one more question, then we'll go to a commercial break. Uh, Have you guys devised and put into writing what your unique marketing advantage is? We have. Those are ever-changing, though, because as you grow as a company, you do need to change uh, your business plan. Okay. Could you uh, tell our people what your unique marketing advantage is? Well, we do. um, For us, 
implementing a program isn't just about giving a customer rates and letting them go to town and use those rates. We Transportation savings is a consistent battle. So what we try to do is we try to provide our customers reports. We try to meet or at least talk to our customers on a regular basis. When I say regular, depending on the size of the customer, it could be monthly, but it could be quarterly as well. And we try to work with them to devise other ways that they may be, may be able to save on their transportation spend. It could be consolidating loads. It could be um, shipping or trying to get a what they call an FAK, which is a freight all, all kind, um, which will help them lower their rate as well. Do you guys actually go out and visit with uh, customers and prospects? We do. And, well, with technology and, and WebEx and the web, we're able to meet with a lot of them in that capacity as well. Mm-hmm. But for those customers we uh, that are local or some of our larger customers, we will go out and meet with them personally. Good. We're going to take a short commercial break here. We're going to uh, listen to Jimmy Fox of Tip Club talk about uh, what Tip Club is in our Next upcoming meeting here is August 18th from 7.30 to 9 a.m. here at uh, Sandler Training. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Marty Grogan. Marty, uh, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you after the show? Well, they can uh, dial us directly at area code 513-554-8828, or they can visit us on the web at www.optivialogistics.com, and that's O-P-T-I-V-I-A logistics.com. Good. Uh, I was wondering, Marty, how did you guys come up with the uh, name Optavia. It's it's kind of strange and different. Well, it, it is an interesting story. Uh, years ago, even prior to to myself joining the company, they hired a uh, a class out of UC to take a look at it and do some market research. Uh, they came up with Optavia Logistics, and, and it was broken into uh, optimization via tr- uh, technology. 
we did take a look at, you know, last year, maybe rebranding, but it was uh, determined that, you know, we do have a brand. People recognize Optavia, so we stuck with the name. Okay. Uh, how many salespeople do you have right now? Well, uh, direct sales, um, there's three mm-hmm. that actually work for Optavia, but we have agents throughout the country, um, and we have a very generous commission split. Uh, with our agents, and I have a hard time believing there's anybody else in the industry that does better than what we do in paying our agents. Okay, so you uh, contract with agents all over the country? That's correct. And they and you have a, a fee split? That, that's right. And we do share all of our information, so it's a true partnership with our agents. They know what our costs are. Um, we offer them back-end support from an accounting. Um, it sometimes needed to be collection standpoint and uh, carrier negotiations. Mm-hmm. Do you see any obstacles in the path of growth for Optavia? Well, you know, as as we talked about before, there are a great deal of competition out there. There's a great deal of competition. And, you know, for every customer that I have and when I go in and and, and meet with them to talk about how we're working with them and what we could do to help them even more, there's two, two, three people walking right behind me trying to get that piece of business. So, you know, the major obstacle we have is to make sure that we are very close with our customers that we understand their needs, and if their needs change, that we're able to change with them. Mm-hmm. Those are for your customers' existing accounts. In terms of picking up new accounts, how do you attempt to stay in touch with 100% of the desirable opportunities? Well, it's difficult to stay with 100% of the desirable opportunities, uh, but we do um, we do marketing. I haven't really gotten into the um, the Twitter or the Facebook as of yet, but it's something that we're taking a look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have constant contact where we're sending out um, not only information regarding Optavia, but but industry information that could help them uh, try to keep them informed of what the, what the changes are in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you left out talking about LinkedIn. Are you active on LinkedIn as I a am, company? I am uh, active on LinkedIn. Our company's active on LinkedIn. Um, we do try to make changes on a regular basis so that people notice that we're still out there and they. They kind of keep it on the top of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, did you create your own website, or did you, did you buy that from the outside? We did uh, use an outside source to help develop our website. We are in the process because when we developed that website three years ago, we were more of a regional transportation Regional company. player. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So since then, we've become more of a national player, North American player. So we need to make changes to our website to reflect that. So we are engaging um, with some in-house help and outside help to uh, develop that. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in the areas of uh, search engine optimization and content management? Well, we do work with an individual that uh, is more of a marketing person as opposed to just a web development. So he is very familiar with website optimization, mm-hmm. and he is helping us along the way. Are you using pay-per-click? No, we are not. Really? No. Uh, we, we do have one client who, <laughs> he, uh, and you can listen to a show with Mike Callahan. After the first three years of the business, we reduced this number of sales team players to zero. And is that via pay per click? Yes. No. We, we, we he's he's spending twenty grand a, a month on uh, pay per click and saving all the payroll. I know it's been discussed, um, but it's just not something that we've. Uh, we pulled the trigger on yet. Yeah, you you need to have someone really good answering the phone because every lead counts. Oh, I would agree. But we we, we do have several clients who, who are working like that right now. 
In fact, we have one client who uh, spends twenty thousand dollars for round numbers a month and brings in a hundred thousand. Oh, it'd be interesting. I, I I wouldn't mind talking to that person to learn more about it. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't get a, a live person on the phone there. Oh, if you don't order on the web, they don't take your business. Well, we have to be able to talk to people, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, in our, our different life. business. <laughs> yeah, different absolutely. Business. Um, do you have a, a long-term strategic plan in Optavia? I, I think you would have to define long-term uh, mm. our, our, our strategic plan. Two years. Well, that that I would say we have a business model that takes us two years out, but we do meet regularly. The executive team does, uh, along with our investors, to talk about that and how it changes. Because mm. you could pick up a, a large client, and all of a sudden your strategic plan needs to change. Oh yeah, we 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 we've, we've had that with one of our radio show guests picked up one client. He went from uh nine nine people in uh the back office fulfillment area to 50. Well, you know, you, you have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the the plan changes all the time. Mhm. Uh what do you think the opportunities and possibilities are in the logistics business? For your company, Optavia. Well, I think it's endless. You know, the again, as long as things are having to move from point A to point B, you're going to need logistics. You're going to need carriers and trucking. Um, we are also starting to look into warehousing and inventory control, um, in, uh, inventory management. So those are some areas. We, we do that with a couple of our customers right now, but we're starting to market it on a larger scale plan. Uh, some of the relationships that we have built throughout the country will allow us to expand in the warehousing industry, too. But from a carrier standpoint, you know, we are always looking at ways to invest not only in just the technology but the people that will help us grow. Mm-hmm. So I really think there there is a great deal of growth opportunity for Optavia. Mm-hmm. What do you think your average group of customers are looking for right now? Well, I think they're looking for a partner. There are, again, a great deal of companies out there like us that talk about how they can provide savings. And they'll probably get the cold call on the phone that says we can offer you 8 to 15% savings. You need to be able to prove that. And that is another area that differentiates us because we measure our savings with our customers. We just don't say we're going to save you 8 to 15%. We break their costs down, whether it's on a cost per pound, cost per mile, something of that nature, what they were paying using historical data. And then we meet with them and show them what they are paying utilizing our rates. Oh, so you actually have a, a software program that allows you to Prove your savings. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because customers in, in companies, they, they want to know that they're, they're being, that's what we promise them is being delivered. Mm-hmm. I so think people, everyone wants to get what they, they thought they bought. Absolutely. And when you're selling uh, prompt delivery and savings at the same time, the delivery is easy to prove. The savings. Well, and, and we do that too. We, we measure and we uh, measure our carrier's performance as well. So we have what's called a carrier scorecard that measures on-time pickup, on-time delivery, rate, and damage and claims. Mm. Uh, we give them red light, green lights. You know, are they doing a good job? If they are, it's green. If they need some improvement, it's a yellow. And, you know, if they're in the red, then we need to work with them to improve. And if they don't improve, we kick them out of the program. <laughs> okay. Uh, about how many people, uh, carriers, have you kicked out of your program? Well, we don't necessarily kick them out of the program. Well, we have kicked out one. I will let you know that. But um, we don't necessarily kick them out of the entire program. But not all carriers are a good fit for all customers. So one carrier may be able to ship pillows mm-hmm. fairly well, and they get them on time. Right. They may not be able to ship glass. Uh, they may have a high damage rate. So we kind of keep those type of carriers away from specific customers. Mm-hmm. What happens when you when a 
a shipper wants a less than truckload uh, item to be shipped into a high density area downtown of New York or Chicago. Do you handle those kinds of shipments? We do, and that that's a challenge, and and that's where some of our value comes into play as well, because each carrier has a different rules tariff that says what is a high delivery zone. Uh, some will deliver into downtown New York and not charge you any additional fees. Mm-hmm. Others will. Some will deliver into a military base without any additional fees. Others will charge additional fees for that. So it's important for us to know which carriers charge for what accessorials is what they're called. What are they called? Accessorials. I've never heard that word. These could be anything from a lift gate fee, mm-hmm. uh, inside delivery, so the carrier will need to have a team there to li- deliver it inside of a building. It could be a high uh, delivery zone. Maybe it's to a military base or some remote location that they don't go to every day. Um, so someone like Raytheon who's delivering missiles to the Army. They probably have all that built into their rate already mm-hmm. since they're doing it on a regular basis. Right, right. Uh, again, Marty has agreed to answer questions. If you have a question, you can call in on five. I'm sorry, call in on six four six five nine five four nine one six. Let's take a short break here and listen to a couple of Sandler messages. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth and Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. Company owners and sales managers, are you sick and tired of hiring a salesperson you think is Tom Cruise only to get Pee Wee Herman on the first day of the job? Call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523, to stop this from happening to you again. This is Mike Roth and Marty Grogan. Marty, I'm sure that's never happened to you. Hired uh, Pee Wee Herman when you thought you were getting Tom Cruise. Yeah, unfortunately, it has. Yeah, it, the, the best uh, sale that most salespeople do is the one where they get you to hire them. Uh, 
We have a, a theory of operation here, Marty, that uh, simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. So perhaps you could share with other business leaders a complex problem that you encountered over there at Optavia, and you solve that complex problem with a complex solution that from a theory of operation might be transferable to another industry. We have a, um, a niche market that we've dealt we're, we've been dealing with for over a year now, and it is in the household goods industry. So military, when they move their personnel, they hire a moving company to come in. They pack all of their personal belongings into a, a crate. These mm-hmm. crates vary in size. It could be anywhere from 86 by 45 by 86 to they, they fit motorcycles in some of them. They fit couches in them. So it's all their personal effects. Now, these personal effects could be coming from anywhere, Afghanistan, Iran, overseas. They could be coming from New York and being shipped over to California. So when the military is moving their personnel, they hire a moving company. They pack it up. We are then contracted to go pick up those crates and move it from point A domestically, North America, to point B at their new location where we drop it off at another moving company who unloads it. The issue that you have and the challenge you have in this industry is that you need to, one, make sure it gets there and gets there in a timely fashion. Otherwise, that military personnel is without their personal belongings. Unhappy. Absolutely. So the challenge we faced when we first took on this, this niche market was tracking all of this, all of these moves to make sure that one, they're getting picked up on time and two, they're being delivered on time. We were hit hard because this, when we picked this up, it hit us, it was the floodgates opened up and Mm -hmm. we, to be honest, weren't very prepared. So we quickly had to develop some, some methodology to make sure that we can track all that. Uh, And we did that by automating reports that would allow us to see all on one sheet of paper because we could have 20, 30 different carriers picking up hundreds of crates at any, any single day. Mm-hmm. So we had to track that. We had to make sure that if something was running behind, that we had to quickly be able to get in there and rescue that shipment and expedite it to make sure it was delivered when the personnel needed it, needed it there. Mm. So that, that really is complex. It can be. And it's hectic. And it's, it's, it's stressful as well because we had one situation where a soldier had a guitar overseas, three tours. And all of a sudden, it gets over here into the United States, and the carrier loses it. Mm. So they were frustrated because they went through three tours overseas. They had the guitar the entire time. They bring it back home, and it's gone. So now we have to go through the process of backtracking and finding where that is. And we were able to find it. It took a couple days to do that. But uh, you can imagine how worried somebody was for a personal item like that. Sure. So in these personal moves, it's more than one crate. It can be one crate, and we've had them as many as 15. Hmm. Interesting. And they send out someone like uh, Allied or United Van Lines to pack up the crates? Yep. And those guys don't actually move the crates. They just pack and unpack them. They pack it. They bring it back to the warehouse where they contract somebody like us to come in and pick it up, deliver it to another Allied carrier uh, across the country who then takes it the last mile to the house. Oh, an interesting concept. Never looked at it like that. Perhaps, Marty, you could give our listeners a leadership tip. You've been leading people for well over five years. Well, the one thing that I found out sometimes the hard way is you just you can't treat everybody the same way. Uh, different people have different personalities. While salespeople are competitive in nature, they react differently uh, depending. You know, sometimes some people you can challenge directly. Other people you may have to challenge indirectly, if that makes sense. Uh, so what I've learned is that you really have to take each personality differently and be able to manage that person depending on how their personality is. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking of adding uh, more 
more people to your sales team this year? We are always looking to add agents, the independent agents. So if there are people out there or if you know somebody that is looking, that has the entrepreneurial skills and, and, and the mindset that wants to make a, you know good money, because, again, we pay very good commissions to our agents, we're always looking to bring people on. As far as bringing on inside sales people, that will depend on really how the company grows. We need to make sure that we have inside sales support uh, to to handle the volume of people that we work with. Mm -hmm. Do you provide training for these agents, or are they more or less on their own? You're looking for agents who have had transportation industry experience. We typically are looking for people that have two to three years at least of transportation. So we don't necessarily have to teach them the transportation industry, but we do train them on our software and our software pra and our company practices as well. Mm, so they, they need to have a screen with your software on all over the web? Yeah, anybody with uh, access to the Internet has access to our software. Okay. Now, you need a username and password to access it, but... If they're one of your agents, they have that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, that's good. What do you think your prospects are looking for? I think they're looking for a partner. I think they're looking for somebody that is not just going to help them save money, which is important, but also be there for them uh, if something happens, if there's any damage or claims. We're there to help them walk them through the process of filing for the claim. Uh, we're, help, we're there to help them negotiate the claim settlement. If there's lost freight, as I mentioned before, we're there to help them go through the process of finding that freight. If, uh, you know, again, we meet with our most of our customers monthly or quarterly, depending, to help them find other ways that they can not only reduce their costs, but also to streamline their practices. Uh, sometimes work smarter, not always harder. Mm -hmm. um, how does your company compare to other high-performing organizations? I think we compare... I think we do very well in that regard because, again, we're not sitting on our heels, resting on our laurels. We're always looking for ways to improve our practices. Uh, the management team meets regularly, um, whether it's after hours, it, to discuss ways that we can keep improving our technology, uh, keep improving and in, in training our staff so that they uh, they can help our customers. Let's talk about the technology for a minute. Are you using software that you guys developed or are you using uh, industry standard software are you using a CRM? We do use a CRM, uh, but as far as the transportation management software goes, mm -hmm. it's a it's a package software. Software is a service mm -hmm. that we have tailored to some of our specific needs, and uh, all of our customers have access to that software so that they can rate shop. They can be able to type in really four pieces of information is all they need to find out the best rate. And what makes our software interesting is if you look at a transportation manager today, what they will do when they're getting ready to ship something is they'll call carrier A, B, C, and D, and they'll make four individual calls to find out who the cheapest carrier is. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go back and they'll book it with the carrier that had the best rate. With our software, you can type in the two zip codes, the origin destination zip code, the class code, and then the total weight. And then you're going to have on that screen the top four to six carriers for that particular lane. It allows our customers to go in and choose whether they want to choose the best rate or the best transit time, because sometimes they're not the same. Right. So I'm a little confused since I've never booked freight. Okay. Uh, at least extensively in years. Uh, are those four prices that come back all yours through you as the uh, broker? That is correct. They're the rates that we have negotiated with those carriers for our customers. Okay. So it's kind of like uh, progressive insurance, and there is on TV. True, but whether they pick carrier A, carrier B, C, or D, it, it's really their choice. We let the let our customers choose what carrier they want to use for that particular shipment. So if they trust trust Landstar more than 
someone else, they'll pick the last price. And that option is provided through your... Uh, Transportation management software. That the end users, the prospects and customers actually see. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Does your, your competition do anything like that? Some do. Not all. So, Marty, how much did you invest in the software to bring it to this level? Over time, I don't know if I could give you an exact number, but if you were going to implement this software yourself, you're probably talking at a quarter million dollars uh, before you do any implementation or training on the software. Mm-hmm. This is a very robust system. Fortune 500 companies utilize it as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, is your CRM system separate from that? Yes. Okay. Are you using one of the off-the-shelf uh, CRMs? I use Salesforce. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not sure if you know that there's a Sandler uh, add-on for Salesforce. I don't. I don't think I knew that. Yes, it's not terribly expensive, uh, so that you can find the the prospects' pain, put it in there. You can do the behavior tracking, and it's a, a well integrated hmm. uh, with the deluxe version of Salesforce. I imagine you're using the deluxe version of Salesforce, right? I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah, Sandler decided to integrate it with the better versions of <laughs> Salesforce, uh, Microsoft CRM, and ACT. And then there's a, a parallel module in Java okay. for people who have some of the more oddball uh, CRMs. Um, again, Marty has agreed to take calls. This will be the last opportunity. If you have a, a question for Marty uh, or a question about logistics, you can call it. Marty, uh, in your organization, which is stronger, the management team or the sales organization? Good question. I've been accused of that a lot. Yeah. I think there are strengths on both sides of that. You know, the management team, we're a small company. Uh, When you bring in the outside agents, we become a little bit larger of an organization, obviously. But as far as internally and the people that work within our office, it's important that everybody's wearing multiple hats. And people have to be able to pick up the slack if someone's on vacation, like happens a lot during the summer. So we have a very strong team back at the office. I think the management team also does a very good job of listening and reacting and, in some degrees, being proactive and making some changes to make it a good workforce. You can't have animosity within the office as small as ours is. Everybody needs to be able to get along, and everybody needs to know how to do other people's jobs to be able to pick up the slack when needed. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break here, and I think what we're going to do is play the Sandler rap. We haven't listened to that in a while. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard it, Marty. I don't think I have. Uh, yeah. Try not to laugh too loud, Marty. Here we go for the Sandler rap. Yo, you salesmen are all the same You don't care about my needs, you don't care about my pain You think about yourself, you think it's all a game You don't ask my opinion, you don't even know my name Salespeople come, and then they're gone They don't care about them, and they ain't there long Just ask for the info, and get the price now Check the competition, the better anyhow These guys are all talk, 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 it's a lie They don't say nothing but I, me, mine They sticky and they're selfish and they in my face Soon as I get rid of the one, moral take its place. 
They manipulate, trap, con, and control. They don't know, I'm the master of my soul. I had them run around till they dazed and confused. They shop it to others, I won't be abused. But wait, what's this? Another sales joke. Did he just give me permission to say no? Don't know what to think and I don't know what to say. What's the deal with this guy? It's not the sales way. Guess he hasn't learned how to play the sales game. Not too bright, he's probably not to blame. The boss sent him out without the first clue. I'll try to help him out and show him what to do. Now he has a question. Wait for me to tell. All about my world, my own private hell. They don't seem to care if I leave or buy. I don't know what to think of weird sales. Guys, I'm talking and I'm talking. I can't believe my ears. I'm telling this guy my big bad fears. I'm telling them things that I don't even know. I'm letting down my guard and I'm putting on a show. Can you help me please take the lead? Can't you hear I'm hurting? See me bleed? I'm ready to go. Move on, proceed. Did he just say it might not be what I need? Well, I'll show him. I just gotta have his stuff. Don't care what it costs or if it's tough. I'm ready to sign. Just show me how. Did he just ask what I wanna do now? So I close the deal and feel real good. Gonna tell this guy about my brothers in the hood. Never ever send another salesman down my line. Gotta have my man, my advisor every time. That was the sale rap. That's impressive. I'm assuming that wasn't you singing. No. Oh, okay. Couldn't you tell the Canadian accent? Oh, okay. I was produced in San, for Sandler in Canada, and I, I heard it a couple of years ago, and I said, man, that, that just tells the whole story of Sandler. It had a good beat to it. <laughs> had a really strong beat. Yes, it did. Uh, Marty, you said that you sell through um, agents, brokers. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many brokers do you guys work with right now? Seven throughout the country. Only seven? Yeah. And there's... Well, seven active. Seven active. Yeah, there's other people, but they're not as active or very active at all. It, Mike, as you know, managing agents, independent contractors per se, or is, can be difficult. But they still need to be managed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there still has to be some expectations because we're allocating resources to help them out. Um but, you know, when I say seven, it's it's seven active people that are producing income for the company. Is, is it uh, regional people? Oh, no, they're all over the country. What do, you mean, what do you say by regional? You have one guy in Chicago, one guy in New Orleans, one guy in New York, one guy in Boston, one well, guy Well, true, in LA. but yes, but they don't deal just regionally. So I have a gentleman up in Buffalo mm-hmm. that has clients all over the country. Okay. My person down in the San Diego area, they primarily just deal in the, in the California. California market. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do you see any real changes that you guys have to implement to ensure your continued success and growth? I think we always have to keep investing in both technology and people. Uh, we try to do a lot with a little amount of people. That's why we have to wear a lot of hats. So technology becomes very important to us. Uh, we uh, a, a year year and a half ago we brought on a person, and we were thought we were getting a nice you know person who who understood uh, transportation. But what they were, what they became is what he became was a, a person who could. Uh, who could develop technology and help us work smarter. So mm-hmm. he was able to integrate some pieces of what we were doing manually, and he automated that process for us. Okay. And it's, it's, it's allowed us to grow with the same amount of people. Mm-hmm. Let's change topics slightly and uh, talk about your current sales culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think your people, either the brokers that you work closely with or your own employees would say about uh, what were the top three things about sales culture that people on the inside would say about your company? I believe they would tell you that we are very attentive to our customers. Uh, we understand that if, you know, again, everybody says this, if you don't take care of your customers, someone else will. 
So we spend a lot of time making sure our customers have what they need to be successful. Um, when we get a new customer on board, it's very important that they understand, we understand their culture and they understand our program so it's a successful launch. Um, we do spend a lot of time making sure that our customers, that we understand what they're doing so we can give them the best rates and give them the best service. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the key component is for growth at Optivia? Uh, strategy, process, sales process, or people? Which one do you think is most important? Well, we're a sales-driven organization, so I think the sales process is going to be very important for growth, uh, that we're making sure that we bring on the customers and the right customers, uh, customers that we can help and uh, customers that can benefit from our program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What motivates you, Marty, to make tough decisions? What motivates me to make tough decisions is, is making sure it's the right decision, one that benefits, and if it's possible, benefits both the customer and the company. Uh, we want to make sure that we benefit the customer because we're here to make sure the customer succeeds, but at the same time, it can't be to the detriment of anybody within the organization or the organization as a whole. So any time that I'm faced with a tough decision, you have to weigh the balance. You have to balance out you know, what's right for the customer, but also what's right for the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, as a leader there at Optavia, uh, there are usually three things that are extremely important. Outlook, which means your personal core beliefs. Desire, which is your passion for success. And you're a success-driven guy, aren't you, Marty? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And commitment, you do, your willingness to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about each of those three? Uh, we'll start with commitment because mm-hmm. this is not a nine-to-five job. You know, we have to be willing to answer the phone or fire up the computer to help a customer out, uh, whether it's uh, later in the evening, six, seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock. We do have some West Coast business and West Coast customers, so they may call at eight o'clock, which you know we could be putting our kids to bed, but it's five o'clock at their at their place. Mm-hmm. So we have to be willing to pick up the phone, and, and we're fortunate in that regard that we do have employees that are willing to. Uh, to do that, to put in the time when needed. Mm-hmm. Come in early, stay late, work weekends if necessary. Mm-hmm. Give me the second one. Uh, outlook, your your personal core beliefs. Well, I, if you don't have a good, solid work ethic or even ethics in general, customers are going to be able to see through that. You have to you have to have good ethics and work ethics. We have customers that compete against each other. Uh, so we have people that are our competitors, and we work we handle both our freight. It's very important that we're able to separate that and that uh, they know that their information isn't going to be transferred to somebody else. So ethics is very important in the workplace and mm-hmm. for our company. How about desire? Well, you have to have you have to have desire to work for the company and work for your customers. Uh, what do you think the next step in growth is for Optivia? Where do you see yourself two years from today? Well, you know what? We still want to be hiring agents. You know, we have the seven active agents that I talked about, but we would like to be double, triple that number. Uh, but we also have to grow smart. If we grow too fast and we're not able to service our customers at the level that they expect and, and really deserve, it's be off or not. So we were talking about growth, and you had a 470 477% growth because of the smaller base. Yeah. How do you continue the growth curve? Well, again, I think you have to grow smart. You, you have to be able to, you know, our projections aren't necessarily grow another 477%, but we still want to be aggressive in our growth. So we, we grow internally meaning that we gain, we, we acquire customers, you know, with our inside sales force. And, and quite honestly, myself, I schedule time every week to do cold callings. I do a lot of networking, so I'm always 
looking out there for people that could benefit from our services and who we can help. And we're also going to grow by picking up additional agents throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Do agents find you or, or, or you guys go out and find the agents? It's a combination of both. So we do put advertising out there. We do it via LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. We do it through Monster and some other areas. There's a, a jobs and logistics website. Uh, but it also is by word of mouth. We do have a referral fee for somebody that will recommend an agent to us. Um, so we get some of our agents via word of mouth as well. Mm-hmm. Uh What do you think the most important thing is that your company needs to do to reach its goals this year? I think we have to stay focused. I think sometimes you can get caught up in everything that's going on. Summer is a very busy time for us based on some of the niche markets that we're in, and you can find yourself down in the weeds. But we have to stay focused, and we have to keep working to get additional customers, additional agents. We have to bring in new sales. And if we can stay focused, I think we'll be able to do that. I know we'll be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you uh, share your management goals with your team, do you do a daily huddle, daily sales meeting, a weekly sales meeting? How does that happen? Well, we're a, we're a small enough office where sometimes you can just kind of yell over the cub- cubicle and kind of talk to each other about some of the challenges that are going on that particular day. But we too, do try to meet at least once a week, not only as a management team, but as a company as a whole, to kind of discuss some of the things that are going on, what went right, what went wrong, how we can improve that to make sure it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you don't have a, a scheduled 4 p.m. on Friday afternoon uh, company-wide meeting. Well, we do. Uh, oh. But I will tell you this, it doesn't always happen at that 4 p.m. scheduled time because you never really know what's going to happen in a given day. Things can change on the turn, you know, change on the dime. Um, we talked a little bit about you know keeping in tune with where our customer's freight is at all times. If something happens and we need to do what we call internally a rescue, then it's all hands on deck. We need to make sure we can find that freight or rescue that freight to get it delivered in a timely fashion. So things change, and you, and you better be able to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Does that happen on a regular basis? In the summertime, it seems like it does, only because, again, the spike – we talked a little bit about the niche market of the household goods move. Mm-hmm. The military wants to move their personnel in the summertime when oh. their kids aren't in school. Okay. So what you find is that that niche market triples in volume in the June, July, August, and, and September months. So it is hand, all hands on deck to, to track that freight. So you you do have a peak season. Yeah. Yes, we do. Good. Uh are you in a situation, Marty, where a few accounts represent a majority of your total business? We're fortunate that we're pretty spread out. We do have some large accounts, and if if they would if we would lose one of those accounts, it would cause a little bit of pain. Uh, but we're fortunate enough that it wouldn't be detrimental to the company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, some people may, listening to the show may have caught on to this, but uh, Marty's been a, a Sandler client for over. 13 years. 1999. 1999. Uh, maybe you want to give a personal testimonial, Marty. What has Sandler done for you? Well, we, we I mentioned a couple times about focus, and, and Sandler's taught me to remain focused, remain disciplined. You, you can, again, get caught up in the weeds of what's going on, or you can get caught up in your successes. But I think it's very important that you remain disciplined and you remain focused on what you're doing. Okay. And uh, has it helped your income? over these years beyond yes yes it has if you have a plan and Mm -hmm. you follow the plan you can be very successful so you know having a plan following that plan remains important okay uh marty uh i appreciate you coming in and doing the show with us today uh 
I'm going to be giving you a copy of one of the new Sandler books that you probably haven't read yet. Have you read the uh, 49 Sandler Rules? I have not. By David Matson. No. Okay. That, that's a great book. We brought it out about three years ago. Shot to number one on the Amazon bestseller list. Uh, we expected to stay there for exactly one day, <laughs> maybe two. Uh, and we were surprised that it lasted there for about three months as number one. Outstanding. In business books. And uh, then the Wall Street Journal picked it up, and it uh, went to number one over at the Wall Street Journal. And today there were three million books on Amazon. A lot of books. <laughs> uh, the 49 Sandler Rules book is still in about 3,000th place, which we consider to be phenomenal. I appreciate that. Look forward to reading it. Good. And uh, if you get time, you, you should uh, stop out to the client summit that Sandler is having uh, in March of 2014 down in Orlando. I think it's March 13th and 14th. Always love visiting Orlando. Oh, yeah. Great excuse. Great excuse. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, the, the newest uh, Sandler additional product is uh, Sandler certification. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that I am one of the two people in the state of Ohio and the state of Kentucky that has Sandler certification. And uh, it's extremely valuable. Uh, and that, that's available to clients as well. Marty, again, thanks for uh, being on the show with us today. And uh, Scott, why don't you... Take it away. Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.